0: Welcome to Out on the Frontline
1: slash The
0: Highlight Reel. This is a special episode. I am Lester Green and-
1: And I'm Nas Pinky.
0: Yes, and we have a wonderful show. We have some amazing celebrities. Let's just put it that way. We got Kelly Young Silva, who has her syndicated show, Kelly Talk Show. She's an amazing teacher, she teaches acting, she's a filmmaker, she does a little bit of everything. I cannot wait for you to meet her. And then she has her husband, who is a celebrity slash five-time Emmy Award winner. His name is Diego Silva. He is an incredible person. I met him before and he's so humble, so modest, and they are working on some incredible things. So I cannot wait for you to meet the two of them. Stay tuned. So, Kelly and Diego, welcome to Out on the Frontline slash the Highlight Reel with my dear co-host, Nas Panky. Welcome.
2: Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: Thank for you. This has been, yeah. this it's is so incredible. Hard. Thank you so much for doing this. You have no idea. We appreciate it. Yeah,
2: very cool. you're, you're very welcome. Um, I said to you earlier, your family. So, anything that you're doing, we're a part of and vice versa. It's the way, way it works. So, yeah, okay. thanks for having
3: us. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Thank you.
4: How
3: have you been holding up? Oh, this time with pandemic and all of that was really hard. We were doing a feature film right now. Uh, we just finished shooting it and it was hard. It was like a lot of troubles. Uh, but the good thing is we did it. We yeah. finished it. So Lester, so,
2: we started in, uh, in March. Uh, we were two days from principal photography. We had, um, we we were shooting this film in our, in our house. And so we had scaffolding up on the side of the house. We had Porter potties. We had, you know, we were people, I mean, the, the, the inside was running, you know, like a set people setting up lights and things like that. And I have a baby over here in a corner. So if you, if you hear him, (laughs) yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, we got, shut down because the whole country got shut down and then we tried to um move back uh into production at the beginning of November COVID hit um we took it upon ourselves to shut down the the set because that was the more responsible thing to do um which uh, for you producers out there that's very expensive when you do that um and then we had to quarantine for for what we were uh, like 20 days quarantine to make
3: it was, sure was 14 days plus the week of Thanksgiving, so then we came back in December. I was afraid because supposedly in th- Thanksgiving everybody will be at home, but you know always that can be like family reunion, you know, like the meetings or all that. So I was scared that we will come back and we will have more cases. But thanks God, everything was good and and. And was good. I mean, we have like fake, uh, how you how you call it, like fake positive, like
2: oh yeah 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 because- yeah. So we start we start running again, and uh, one of our people ends up you know positive, and we're like oh my god, we're gonna have to shut down again and again. You know, every time you're doing this, your your budget is is uh, taking a big hit from that, yeah. and you only have so much budget, so. Um, uh, we we had a great um, team that came out and did our testing, and so they met with the individual ASAP, and, and it was negative. Um, never showed up positive again, so it was what was called a, a false positive, and that happens. That happens yeah. a, a good amount. So, but,
3: but it's good that I mean, at the end, uh, you you build a relationship. You know how to be managing, and even through this pandemic that is so hard to deal with, uh, we made it. So at the end, it's like, we feel proud that we finished the production. Now we are starting the post-production phase, uh, contacting different people to do-
1: Yeah. Wow. I I tell you, I want to ask you about the production, but first I have a question. I'm just, since I've logged on, and, and looked at the two of you, I am just like in love with you, th- you two. You are so adorable together. Yeah. I must know before I even go into your production, which congratulations, I must know about your love story. Please do share. We need this. We Wait, need still, to know. We're still <laughs> developing that love story.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: um, two are so cute. Oh my God. <laughs>
3: She, she saw me in the shade. I was. Yeah, frightened. I was like, "Who is
2: that?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs> um, no, we met on a on a short film called Always. That um, a, a friend of mine was had uh, some of his. I'm, I'm an acting coach, so and I work with uh, kids a lot. That's my specialty. I have adults too, but my specialty is kids and um so his studio and my studio came together doing a um a short film and diego was the director on the on the short film um and i don't know we just clicked we just we had it we had it um mm -hmm. and I, i don't think in the beginning you know when you're i don't think in the beginning either of us were really that interested in each other as far as um thinking that we would date or anything, but I was very interested in his work. He's <laughs> amazing. Uh, he's amazing. So, you know, obviously I, I was captivated by the way that he works and, and, um, and how hard he works and you don't end up with five Emmys by not working hard. So <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, it started there and then we ended up doing a feature film for my studio, which was a, real big learning experience for me uh, um, as far as uh, production and putting a production together that movie is still in post-production um, because it, you know all the lessons that we needed during that time uh, were lessons and so uh, we have a beautiful piece but the audio's not perfect on it so we've never released it but during that time um, the, you know we got closer and closer and um, you know if you, you make it through a feature film and you still are feeling each other? You probably you probably have something because you've seen every aspect, yeah, of each every other.
0: emotion. Yeah. What's it like working with each other, though? Do you throw out the husband and wife tag when you're on set or not? No. How does that
3: work? <laughs> I, I think it's more like you have some moments where it's tension, obviously, because. We are doing different roles.
2: Lester, he's mean, and I'm nice. Really,
3: <laughs> Diego seems like a nice, nobody <laughs> <believes>. <laughs> like nice guy. Oh. No, but uh, I separate very well. Oh, where is uh, um, my wife, and where is the producer? So wow. if I have to say something to the producer, is the producer, <laughs> then my wife is my wife. You know, so and it, yeah. yes, is, is yes, different, and is. <laughs> Is the way it has to be, you know? So <laughs> things things have to be. But at, at home when we are husband and wife is completely separate from sex. Yeah, you know? we
2: we actually have very little problems working together. I get my feelings hurt sometimes because he is ultra honest with me sometimes. And as a wife, you know, I always want to be uh doing the best for him. You know, as a wife, we're we're our man's protector. She does too. The best. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you you are. You're you're your man's protector and you want to, you know, out of everybody in the world, you want to be the one that shines for him. I don't know if yes. you guys feel that way. I feel that way. Um, so when he's disappointed in something I've done, like I take it really personal and I I get my feelings hurt. But that's very rare. Yeah,
4: it's yeah. rare.
1: <laughs> so, so and you know, so I'm hearing that you worked on his feature for a year. And you learned a lot and you also dated for that whole year, right? Is that what happened?
2: So you really took your girl, time. Girl, we married in that year. We got pregnant in that year, lost a what? baby in that year, um, and still kept on with that with that film. And, um, what? and we we did a lot. We did a lot during that year and found a lot um, you know, about each other. Like by the that's end of that beautiful. year, you know, we yeah. we have been through a lot. Yeah. Right. That's wonderful. Ten I think that's so wonderful.
4: One year. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: said yeah. it's like 10 years to compact in one year. In yeah. one like, year. Well, congratulations. Congratulations on getting married. Congratulations on having a baby.
0: Right.
1: we <laughs> building it.
2: We'll yeah. see if we can. Yeah.
1: Look, look, so so here's the thing, right, <laughs> Kelly, if you're the producer and he's a director, then that means you're his boss, right?
3: Mm. Uh, no, because I'm- No. He's, a, he's,
2: he's like, he's like I'm, on, on this particular film, I was a line producer. So I'm just making sure everything lines up. He's the ultimate. Oh. He's the ultimate producer. <laughs> so I still have to listen to him. Yes, yeah. yeah. so.
3: It's, it's kind of hard because, you know, the producers are trying to cut the budget and directors wants to get more budget, to do more things. Mm. So in my head, I'm fighting b- with myself. Oh. So, uh, and plus that, I'm trying to control what I want to do. So in this case, that was hunting souls. I was wanting to do what I was having in my head. So This project,
2: I'm the line producer, which is uh, the one that makes sure that he stays in line with what, you know, bringing the, you know, above the line and and below the line together, um, making sure that we don't overspend, making sure that we, um, everything runs correctly on the set. Um, I also am in charge of firing and and hiring and, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of responsibility that was, um, I'm good at it.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. Oh, yeah.
0: The movie Hunting Souls. That's what you just wrapped on. Right. The feature film. I just wanted to know. Filming that during the pandemic, that must have been tough. But what did you learn from doing that? How did you come out of it? What did you gain from doing that at such a difficult time?
3: Uh, Me personally, uh, you always will learn, you know, about different things, but um, this is, this is showing that when you want something and you work hard for something, you can make it even when everything is against you. You know, mm. uh, we were many times
4: mm-hmm.
3: almost like thinking, uh, can we make this happen? I mean, it was, it was really hard when we had to shoot down the first time. I was bringing mm. people from Spain, having to pay the, the tickets back and then in November trying to do the same then uh, we were losing people we, we we lost the gaffer we lost different people and then trying to schedule with the with the actors mm-hmm. everything was like really hard even
2: even our guys from Spain um, when it came down to you know when we when we really got together for filming um, we had already flown them the first time and luckily they were able to get to get back because everything's shut down you know you can't get on flights well this last time um, the ad was from Spain and the the sound design was from Spain and they couldn't get here so we ended up reaching out to our friend Ricardo who Diego made met at the uh, at an ASC, ASC um, master class and he's in LA and we we flew him out, and he's still with us. He's he's over here. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't gone back home yet. We're not he's letting
0: him go. <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Can he come on camera? Is he there?
2: Yeah, come here. You want to say? want hey, hey? to say hello? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, from the, I told you from that first time that we did the feature film, the audio didn't turn out so well.
3: Vicky, how
2: you
3: doing? Hey, <laughs> <the> day, buddy. <laughs> Great people. <laughs> <I know>. Yes.
2: <laughs> we made sure that we got an expert um, to to handle our sound. This is also a, a, a horror thriller kind of movie and, and the the sound is gonna be it's gonna make it or break it. So
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yes, wonderful. Who is the writer of your movie?
2: He's the uh, everything.
3: He writes what? <laughs> well that oh, was man, a
2: awesome
3: <laughs> my english is not the best you know so I, I wrote what i was having in my head and i was going with the actors and i was saying okay i know this is not the way that you will say it so let's go through it through the lines <laughs> i want to see what is the way you will say it but keeping the main aspects yeah like you I um when I'm writing I'm putting some words that is a specific tense that means something in specific for the movie. So mm. uh, those cannot be changed but Every actor, I was giving them the opportunity to create like the way that they speak, and
2: he also spent months with a, a script consultant. His name is Mark W. Travis, who's yeah. become like family to us. And um, they spent a lot of times working through the scenes, making sure there were no holes in the scenes. And so there was a lot put into the development of the story, especially with with
3: the language barrier. Yes, and and I mean, with with Mark, uh, we went through every every scene. And we were, and he was asking me questions because he was wanting to make sure that what I was having in my head was, right, like, it was on the paper. Yeah. Lester,
2: do you remember the, the show Facts of Life? Of
3: course, cool, yeah. the Facts of Life.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of life. So Mark uh, directed some of those shows back then. I think it was Facts of Life. It may have been, he may have directed, I probably don't have the shows exactly right, but they were the shows in that in that time, so Liar, he's, yeah, he's got a lot of history,
3: but he's known wow. as a director directors, yeah. He's a directors, director of directors. directors. He oh, okay, sometimes, yes, he helps a lot. Uh, if you are a new director having some issues, he can help you a lot. You know? Wow,
0: oh, so wonderful! Can that to just reach out to him because I feel like in our industry, sometimes you meet those people who are just not accessible and they feel like they're just on another level. So you know,
3: with- when I, 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 I was we shut down and I was like, OK, we have to shut down in March. And I was like, OK, I will use this time to pro- I mean, I was coming from working every day, even Saturdays and Sundays with Mundo Hispanico. I was covering NASCAR on, on, fin- on weekends on, or NFL or so I was not having mm. any time to work on the movie. So uh, I, I quit to my job. And i told them okay i will take this time to do the movie and we have to shut down so mm. i was with no job and with a movie that was shut down and i was like okay i need to i was believing in this movie so i i was like i will work in this movie and i started reaching out for different people and that was when i found mark travis and i sent him an email and he and i was glad that he answered back with an email
2: wow mark does a lot of and they're, they're uh his workshops that he does he has different they're not workshops they're like classes but um, he, they're four directors and yeah. some of them are really affordable. And He does the classes where there's multiple people. It's actually really affordable. So he's somebody to, to look up if you're interested in learning more about directing.
3: You know, something interesting also that I learned about this is that uh, every, everything happened for a reason. Yes. In March, when we have to shut down, I was like, oh, my God, I would lose the movie. I will lose the money. I would lose everybody. I was having troubles with Zach because Zach was not knowing at that time how to deal with this because it was a new experience. Mm -hmm. So we were having to have conversations. I'm glad that Zach helped us a lot, was really nice. Uh, Everybody was really nice. And at the end, we made it. But all those uh, hard parts was making to have more time to work on the movie. Make it uh, and get better yeah. with some um, stuff. So at the end, uh, the movie that we just did is a lot better than the movie that we were shooting in March. Wow.
1: So end, wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Wow. So tell me when you mentioned COVID, how was it on set with SAG? And <laughs> I see that look, Not Kelly. <laughs>
3: They have to be tested three times a week, uh, have filters, have masks all the time, have separate rooms, uh, try to have all.
2: You have you have zones, uh, zones. So uh, your main people that are working together, like your main actors, the DP, the director, uh, they're going to be what is zone A. So they're uh, really in tight uh, space. space. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to use a bigger word, but it didn't Oximity. work. Yes, thank you, the proximity yeah. wasn't coming, um, with each other. So if one of those people get sick, like sick, you know, they have the potential to, I mean, that's going to shut down your set. Yeah.
4: Um, mm-hmm. If it's
2: one of your people from, from a different zone, maybe they haven't really been in contact with, you know, very many people. So either you have to cut, you have to close down that zone or you have to decide who they've been in contact with. And you know, SAG helps you figure that you out.
3: Trace, trace you have to trace who has been in contact and who is a potential problem. So all that people have to leave the set. Uh, well, and
2: the other thing, the first shutdown, um, You know, as an actor, Lester, you probably know, but when you're working with union people, uh, let's say that I say that we're going to start principal photography on the 16th. And then um, I have giving people dates on when to show up for set and then maybe we're not ready. So we have to push it back a couple of days. Well, we still have to pay those people. So the problem with the first shutdown was we're being shut down and it's not our fault. We're ready to, to gear up and to go and we're being shut down. And at first the consensus was that we were going to still have to pay the actors, even though, you know, we've gotten no work. And, so, in that situation, that would have eaten our t- whole budget, and we wouldn't have mm. not our whole budget but would
4: have had a film it
0: yeah. would have been a
2: large chunk of our budget because mm-hmm. we put a lot in our actors um but uh so that that was really that was really scary and um you know determining and it took months you know, to, to, for SAG to kind of determine what they were gonna do, but they did end up forgiving that because it's not your fault. I mean, that's I mean, something that's not ever happened. The whole industry was shut down. It was.
3: They were having that trouble, not just with us. So that's why it took them a lot of time to you figure so. it out. Yes, yeah. We're gonna take a quick break.
4: Yes.
0: Back with Maybe. Kelly and Diego. Yeah. Stay All tuned. Right.
1: Stay tuned.
0: Hey, Alivar. <laughs> So let's get into it. So I see you have baby Oliver there.
4: Baby how, Oliver. Is it,
0: how is it trying to raise a baby during this pandemic?
2: It's it's really interesting because small things like, um, you know, normally Diego has to go to the grocery store because I can't go to the grocery store with the baby. So, um, you know, I can't take the baby anywhere. (laughs) So that's been really difficult for me because it makes me homebound. And, um, you know, that that's probably the most difficult thing. Uh, the good thing is, is that you're spending a lot of time because, um, you know, people aren't wanting to gather together. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot of production going on. So you're at your home a lot. So you're spending a lot of baby time.
1: awesome awesome and 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 i feel like especially now with all the things that happened in 2020 just all the bad stuff just having a beautiful baby yeah just having a beautiful beautiful little baby i'm pretty sure it brought a lot of sunshine and just you know life into your world with everything else i mean everything that we see on the news and the COVID and just all the stuff that's been happening in 2020, just to have a beautiful little baby had to bring so much joy
3: to you, to both yes. of you. Yeah. It yeah. makes the 2020 not about you.
4: <laughs> right?
3: Yeah. Exactly. So for, but I think for us, I mean, if you think about it, yes, we have a lot of hardness and hard times But we did the movie and we have this baby. So 2020 is good for me, you know. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah, it must be wonderful. Because,
3: Diego, let's talk about
0: those five Emmys that you have right now. (laughs) So, okay, I need to know what was the speech that you gave when you won your fifth Emmy Award? Do you remember it? And two, how did you feel winning
3: a fifth one? Does it ever change as you win more? um I think you do this not for the Emmys you do this because you love this so getting another Emmy or not you are doing it this because you love the art not because you are wanting to get another obviously when you are getting an award is is telling you like okay you are doing something good and and that makes you feel good but at the end that doesn't change anything the next day you have to go and work the same way you know and right. and it's life so yes uh the last emmy i couldn't go and get it because it was in pandemic so it was um it was how you call it, it? Was, online it was
2: virtual so they didn't virtual. they didn't get to do their septic
3: oh. so can we get this can you yes, do your if, speech now? No, you just, just hear. He, he said Oh, no, can, can you, you speak give us just now? speech now? No, speak now? Yeah, can we give oh, you, yes. Speech now? what
0: would you have said?
2: <laughs> and the Emmy goes to Diego Silva Acevedo. <laughs>
3: Woo that's for all the people that support me. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's a good answer. You just say everybody. <laughs>
2: Lester, I will tell you the, the, you know, the first time we were actually at the, the Emmys and um, he gave his speech and then, you know, he's like in a, in a daze because, you know, he doesn't get up and give speeches very often. And um, I'm like standing on the corner and he comes off the stage and he walks right past me because the first thing you're, you're supposed to do is kiss your wife, right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. He doesn't
2: even acknowledge me. He just walks right past me and into his team and they're all hugging and I'm like
0: What about me? What?
3: (laughs) Right.
2: He said he said he said he doesn't even you know, he was in such a fog.
3: Right. First thing when I got the first I mean, I was not I was scared of speaking in another language. I was scared of all that people and normally behind of the camera. Oh. But this is like a, I'm not in front of camera very often, so it's, yeah. it's really hard for me. And plus that, plus that they give me the Emmy, and you know that's a, a fake Emmy. It's not the real <laughs> one. Oh, that? the one that you are passing by for the next one, next one, and later they give you they give the real one. one. Yes. Yeah, so mm. when I got that, I was like. <coughs> and I was, going down and I was like, this is not, doesn't even have my name anymore.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I
3: was just going, thinking in different things. What I said, do I say thank That's you sweet. to everybody? You know, because the thing is, I got the Emmy, but it's a whole thing behind of that. It's not just me. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. Yes. You, you got something, but it's, uh, there's many people behind. So many you know? people, yeah. But yeah. what I like
0: about the two of you is that Kelly is so supportive. She's holding the Emmy. She's right there next to you. She's telling the whole world, my my husband won this. Because, you know, it's hard to find those real people. And it's yeah. so nice to see that yeah. she's so supportive. So kudos to both of you. Yeah. I, I'm, right.
2: I'm his biggest cheerleader. I like, I, I'm so proud sometimes that it embarrasses him. So he has to tell <laughs> me he's like, lay off. <laughs> and, and I want and I know I keep hearing like the English, the,
1: the language barrier, but he, he you speak very well. That, I mean, he just has an accent, but he, he speaks very good English
3: well but that's that's when it's a normal conversation but when it's technical or when it's different things when it's out of the normal conversation it's like oh do i'm saying this right Uh, (laughs) you know like (laughs)
2: well i mean you got to figure between us we we speak english and sometimes we miscommunicate with each other so imagine that you have a language barrier on that yes he he understands he can deliver speech but we have to be really specific in our speech when we want something from somebody, mm. and just missing a word can translate to somebody else in a different way, and then you know you're in a bit of a pickle. So and when
3: you are talking to three hundred people in front of you, and oh yeah, and maybe you are saying something that is wrong, that that could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Right. Right. But, you know, it, it was good. Um, I'm glad that. Shelly has been supporting me.
4: Oh,
1: I'm yeah, making my heart melt.
3: <laughs> Where are you from, Diego? I'm
0: from Colombia. Colombia. Oh. South America.
2: Yeah,
1: and he's says- We're part of Colombia. I've been to Colombia. I've, I've been to Bogota. I've been to Hidado. I've been to Medellin. Those are the three places I've been.
3: Oh, look at that. I'm from a small town called Chinacota.
1: What is it uh, called?
3: Chinacota. She knocked going oh, out. Okay,
1: okay. How's the how's the weather? I know when I was in Hida, though, the weather was humid. It was so humid. Bogota was well, Bogota, it was it was freezing cold. I mean freezing. And then and then Medellin, because we went like in the in the in a matter of two weeks. I went with my friends. We went in a matter of two weeks to these different parts of Colombia. Medellin was like hot and sunny. <laughs>
3: well Yeah. Uh, Medellin has a nice, a nice weather.
2: Yeah, yeah. so it has to do with the mountain. It has to do with cold. the mountains, though, like where you're at in the. We
3: have all the time, all the year is the same weather. So mm-hmm. um, Bogota is always cold. Medellin is always a nice weather. Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah,
3: so yeah. we don't Isn't that like something? Seasons. We just have rain or not, but that's mm-hmm.
2: it. So his his sister lives in Bogota. Yeah. Uh, so we, we also, uh, I got to go what last year, the year before, I don't yep. know, but anyway, we traveled from one side to the other in, in a car.
3: Yeah. We, and
2: oh my goodness, the beauty, the beauty is, I mean, I don't know what you experienced when you were there, but the countryside is breathless. Thank you. Thank you. Let me tell
1: you, when I was there, I didn't want to leave because I went with my friend and her family and they did everything for me. They didn't let me do anything. I felt like I was in, pa- in paradise. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to go, you know, yeah. so, and yeah, the- their culture,
4: culture actually, is like yeah.
0: <laughs> so Kelly, I see you have the Kelly Talks teacup there. What's yes. the latest with the Kelly Talks syndicated show? Are we gonna get a Kelly talk show back again or what? I, I love I, that show.
2: Man, I, I hope so. Um, you know, our talk show is something that we just do for the community. I feel like at everything you do, if you want your environment to grow, you've got to give to your environment. So this is something that we started what three, four years ago.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, just as a way for other Well, I mean, to motivate people, one, to get people to understand that artists work. We work and we work hard. Mm -hmm. um, When I first opened my studio, people would say to me often, um, oh, but you're so lucky you get to work in your passion. And I would say, well, my passion feels like an awful lot of work, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and people don't really realize that there's, there's work behind that. And, um, so that was one of the main focuses of the show to begin with is to show people that we work. Um, and it's not just, the show is not just about actors or filmmakers. It's a, you know, basically people living unconventional lives, um, which is a show that my friend Heather has. She named her, her show, her podcast, unconventional leaders, which is kind of the same, the same concept. Um, and then, too, as as an Atlanta community, um, it's good to see each other. It's good to see you. It's good to see what everybody is is doing. doing. Yeah, because it inspires you to, you know, uh, well, if, if Lester can do it, I can do it. If Kelly can do it, oh, you can do it. If yes. Diego can do it, he came yeah. from a whole different country. You know what? You can do it. Yeah. Um,
0: Five Emmys in all.
2: Right. That's right. That's right, and he didn't forget about language
1: barrier. He right. did, it. and that's what's amazing.
2: Yeah, and putting yourself on the line like that. Your your show is called uh, Frontline.
0: Out on the front lines, yeah,
2: yeah. So I mean, it's like that. You're putting yourself on the front lines in front of everybody. Um,
4: Absolutely.
2: Uh, so you know, but you know, we we like to do in in person um, interviews. Interviews. So hopefully. It, I'm, I'm hoping in March we can get back up and running. We did last year end up doing uh, a couple of shows, but not at the level that we were we were doing it. So,
3: also, because- it's good to show people that is doing something in the community and connecting because yes. today you can be a PA, but the day of tomorrow you can be the best director. So you don't know. That's company, right. You know, you, you really have to just network and
4: know
3: people and yes. you know, you know
1: where people will be yeah well, so, well I, I know why you've been blessed because for one you have you're humble
0: yes he is You're
1: humble and when you're My that goodness. way I had those Emmys. yes and he and his and his <laughs> and his speech would be thank you to everyone because like right. he said it takes a team he's very humble
0: yes definitely so mm-hmm. i just want to close out with this last section it's going to be like a little game show I thought we'd play with the words, words in motion. Because Kelly oh, has in my
2: studio, guys. Yeah, that's the amazing. name of her <laughs> studio. Exactly.
0: The name of her studio is Words in Motion Acting Studio, right? Yes.
2: yes.
4: So,
0: what I did was Naz and I put together 10 different quotes that we took from your Facebook pages. Okay. And you have to pick between one through 10. And based on that, we'll ask you a question based on that. Okay. okay. So you go first. So, so Diego, you pick a number between 1 and 10. 7. 7. All right. Now, nice. so pick out the 7th picture. Okay. Select it. And then explain what that meaning was for that particular post.
1: Okay. So this post right here it says this is this is indie film done in a way that raises the bar in Atlanta from ensuring the cast and crew were paid for their time to following proper COVID procedures, to filming with the great equipment, to working under a sac, a, a SAC Astra contract. Having an Emmy Award winning director helps too. I can't wait to see the finished product. Congrats. Uh, you know what?
2: Thank that that right know. there is going to bring tears to my eyes. That's David Alec- Alexander. He's a... He is a, um, a, a working actor who I've become friends with over the year and he played uh, the boss in our, in our movie. And uh, to get that kind of feedback from working actors that um, you know, publicly say you're doing things in the right way, I mean, that's all, that's all we aim for, right? We, we aim to be able to work with people of, of quality. So that, that statement meant a lot.
0: Wow. All right. Now, Kelly, you pick a number between one through 10.
2: Okay, I'll pick four.
0: All right. Oh, this is good. Be brave enough to be bad at something new.
2: Yeah. That's
0: a quote by John. That has
2: to do with, with my studio. You know, I deal a lot with green actors coming in and they're afraid because, um, and in, in, in well, in my adult classes, I don't really separate the advanced students from the beginning because I feel like the advanced students have so much to offer the, the beginner students. So it's very intimidating. Uh, they, they come in and they think, wow. But every one of those advanced students started where they start. And you have to be able to like we talked about before, put yourself out there. It's, it's very vulnerable because you're being judged and you want to be an actor, but uh, you're also putting yourself in a position where somebody's going to tell you, hey, you're not good enough yet.
3: You know, mm. you, you got
2: to work harder. Right. And, and that's, a, you know, that's your first step, but it's the hardest
0: step. It is. Wow. Very so nice.
2: I, I, you know, I admire every person that comes into my studio and the first thing that they put up, whether it's awful or, or whatever, I'm proud of them because it's that first step.
0: Wow. It is beautifully said.
3: I
2: wanted to ask, ask a quick question for Kelly. Kelly, what is the age group?
1: Um, when you say you work with kids, what is, what's the age group?
2: We start at 7, so it's 7 to, at 18, they choose whether to, you know, they go into the adult class, but okay, um, I do work with, with children younger than that, but typically starts at, at reading age. Okay. Thank you.
0: Okay. All right, Diego, pick a number between 1 through 10. Number 2. 2? All right. Oh, this is perfect for Diego. So, it says, sometimes your friends have to hold you up. Heavy head with a milk belly, honey.
3: Where's my remote?
4: Oh, that was
3: his picture. That was his picture. That's Oliver's picture. I was doing the picture like he's so, uh, <laughs> with the with his friends, um, the. Oh,
2: he had like little stuffed animal friends, and Uh-oh. we had to put him. You know, his head wasn't. Uh, strong enough to to hold up. So we put the things there to hold his <laughs> oh, head.
3: Oh, where... he cannot hold his, his, himself. So we were holding him with those to take the picture <laughs> and he's <hand>. saying, <laughs> and the remote is on the floor. So I was just wanting to do that. It. was so cute. That was yeah. so cute.
2: Yeah, so it's like that. You know, sometimes you're, sometimes you, you're, sometimes people have to hold you up until you're able to hold yourself up. And one thing mm-hmm. that I do tell my students um, in the beginning, I say, they say, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know if I can do it. I say, listen, if you don't believe in you, that's okay, because I'm going to believe in you. And I'll believe in you until you start believing in yourself. Wow. And that gives them the security to be able to to move forward. And we all need that.
3: Well wow. it, You know, um, we, when we started the movie and we had to shut down, uh, I met Chanley, the DP a long time ago like three years ago in a, sh- in a shoot that we were hired both we were hired for to be a dp so i got there thinking that i would be the dp and he was thinking that he would be the dp and it was like a little bit weird but we worked together and was fine it was good and then uh when we were doing this movie uh before the movie i did guns that is a short film I was trying to prove that I can do uh create tension in in five minutes because uh for a horror movie it was that mm. and I told him, uh, "Look, I'm doing this uh Fisher film, I have this, and he believed in me, and he was like, Okay, I will cover you uh let's do it. We should down production and they left they leave all their equipment in my house, and they said you you know uh just leave it there and, and we will make that, that movie. And they were believing the whole time. And and we were seven months almost with that equipment here and trying to do, to restart and was not able because everything was shut down. But they mm-hmm. every time we were trying, they were believing. They believed so, in you. Yes, yeah. and, and that's the friends that is supporting you, you know, is at the end is, yes, it's, yeah. Is that. Yeah. Wow. this is done because all that people believe in you.
0: Yeah, follow-up question. So I saw the film Guns. Can you talk to us about how difficult it was to tackle such a difficult subject, Guns, right? And then weren't you working with a young kid? Yeah,
2: yeah he's one of my students.
0: Yeah, so that must have been challenging. Were his parents on set? Or how did you manage to work that out?
3: Well uh, I'm glad that he was a Skelly student, so that <laughs> helps a lot, <that>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um when you are working with kids, you just have to tell them like it's an adult. you have to talk to them like they are an adult, they will get it um and that was that was really um interesting because it was my first time directing. Um, I mean completely the kids because the right. first time I worked with kids was the first short film that we did and we met but there I was not having any English so they were explaining to the kids and all of yeah. that but you had, guns, yeah. Yeah. in guns I was able to talk to the kid I was able to explain, explain to him and and the parents were there It's it's really weird because you have to tell them, okay, I will do this with the kid. Are you okay? (laughs) I will put this, he will have a gun in your hand, in his hand. Are you okay with that? Obviously it's a prop gun. You have to show them that it's a prop gun. All of those things, it's like you are Mm
0: -hmm. talking walking them through it, yes. Yeah,
3: walking them through it, yes. Wow. With, uh, even in hunting souls we have a, a girl that is is six years old and i was mm. having to do some scenes that are were complicated and we had stunts
2: with her we-
3: stunts with her and and i was mm. having to go through with the mom and the dad and say look this is safe i'm building this uh, is this way so she's safe
4: mm. you know,
3: but you have to go through it and then hoping that the kid will do it because mm-hmm. they are scared mm-hmm. but they made it really good both like wow. the kid in guns was good and the and the girls in in hunting software were fantastic uh,
2: guns is a you know it's a controversial topic because uh there were people who thought that we made guns um you know to to yes. shoot down the the Second Amendment. Yeah. Um, And it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with child safety. We're not against guns. Um, But it also had to do with we wanted to see if we could build tension in a short amount of time. So it was a storyline that we felt we could build tension with. And um, so, you know, not always do people do things because uh, for the reasons that you think they do.
3: Yeah. And it's gun safety. I talked to the police. Oh, really? Yes, I have, um, I do a lot of uh, videos with the police uh, in my work, in my work before, and, and I was talking with them, hey, how you manage this when, when this happened and this, you know, to, to have the idea because uh, I believe, I was like, it's so obvious if I put the gun in here, and, and he was like, no, it's normal. And I was like, so people don't hide guns? And he said, people should not hide it. People should train kids. Like you have your kid train that a knife is a gun and you don't play with knife. It's the same way. He was saying to me, the police guy was saying, "Um, I have my gun and I have to have it load all the time, but my kids don't mess with the gun because they are trained that that's a gun and can hurt the right. same you do with a knife but people don't train their kids with the guns
2: I mean obviously they don't leave them out you know I know like you mean the
3: open yeah right yeah, but
2: yeah. I mean it's somewhere that if a child stumbled across it they, right. they could yes, get depends. it they have to have their guns loaded at all times because they're on call you yeah. know they don't um I grew up I was telling Diego when we first started doing that my my friend, his dad was a state patrol man. And you know, this is a different era. This is like in the eighties, but his gun was always on the table, wow. <laughs> you know? And we knew, we knew not to mess with it. And it, I'm pretty sure it was loaded. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just about, you know, everything's about awareness, bringing awareness to, yeah. to certain topics. You know, anything, your, your life can change in a second. And it can be having a child that drowns, having a child that gets a hold of a gun, mm. having a child that, you know, jumps off something, mm, um, mm, gets, you know, climbing a tree, gets hung in a tree. Your life can change <sighs> in a second. And that's really what, to me, Guns is about is, is wow. how in a split second you've got a whole new world.
0: Mm. Okay. Powerful. Is that available online? It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Guns. Okay. Yeah, I watched it already,
3: but if anybody wants to see it, definitely. I
1: want to see it.
3: <laughs> it's got Guns. And I guess with Guns and my name, you can find it.
1: Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. All Thank right. you.
3: All right. Yeah, we
0: appreciate this. I, we don't want to keep you much yes. longer. Uh, you want to ask them one last question?
1: I just, I mean, I'm just going back to Oliver. I'm. I'm stuck on Oliver. <laughs> I mean, Oliver is there's a picture that you posted um, on on Facebook when you, I don't know how many months you, you was pregnant. But you say something like, you know, everyone's been asking for a picture. So I'm just going to post this one. Yes. And you post that picture. You want to tell me, tell us about that.
2: Nice. Uh, I don't remember what picture I posted. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
1: picture. Oh, let me go. Let me go to the post now. Yeah. It's a picture and it says I don't real I don't I don't really like pregnant pictures of myself. I oh, feel like yeah. I weigh 500 pounds. However, people keep asking, so we so we so we did one. I did one of my belly that I might post tomorrow and you posted it. And it's so cute. You're wearing all gray. It's just beautiful.
2: Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, some people really get into pregnant pictures and I've got a friend right now that she's pregnant and and you know she's all about hanging her belly out, and that's great. <laughs> I'm a little bit more. I don't know. I feel so. You know, your body has changed, and it's really hard to accept your body. Right now, I have 20 pounds on me from pre-pregnancy, and even that's hard. Um, so you know, it is it is a, a beautiful a beautiful thing, and that's me. You know, just trying to accept my body. As women, we're always trying to accept our bodies. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. And, a- and
1: I tell you, you Olive was going to look back on it and, and just love it. And you're going to tell him, hey, I, you was in my belly. And it's such a beautiful picture.
2: It is, it oh, is. Yeah, Diego took that. That's the, uh, You did that. <laughs> but I did keep okay. telling him, I'm like, we need to have, I and we don't take enough um, professional pictures. And I guess it's like the landscaper that doesn't, you know, keep up with his house and he does everybody else's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do a lot. I do tons of pictures with my cell phone, but we we need to do more professional pictures. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like you guys should be spokespeople for how to raise kids and how to balance What's that
2: pressure on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be great. No, I think it would be great because you have so much great experience. So it's, you guys should look into doing something like that or Doing a podcast show or something—I don't know. <laughs> I want to. I
2: really want to do a TikTok of of Oliver oh, tick TikTok. Oh, oh. I think that's that would be a cute, that's a cute thing for parents to have. You oh, know, not necessarily if it blows up and is big, but still a great history.
0: It is,
3: yeah. Child. So, right,
2: yeah.
4: Right,
3: right. You know, think to look so back awesome. on it. I, 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 I was gonna stick with being behind the camera (laughs) (laughs) right right
0: (laughs) well listen thank you guys so much for being here how can people stay in touch with this wonderful family
2: well I'm I'm on Facebook uh my Instagram is words in motion acting and performing classes um we have a public page for that on Facebook as well um, I'm I'm very friendly, so if anybody reaches out to me, even if it's personally on Facebook, I'm I'm pretty friendly. Um,
3: and I'm on Facebook as Diego Silva Cervero, and in Instagram is Diego Silva A C E A C E. Okay. A-C-E. Do people need to
0: reach out to your manager in order to get in touch with you, Diego? Or um, I don't have a manager. Oh, you don't? Oh, because you got those Emmys. I was thinking maybe. No,
3: well, I have been just busy and I haven't.
2: He hasn't needed it, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's gonna need it because he got all those Emmys. I'm just
0: saying, I'm being honest.
3: I, mean, I, I tried to get one, but uh, for real, I was talking with the manager and all of that, but for real, I was just working. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just things that you just. Forget and you keep just working. He well,
2: really, I mean, like, I mean, for one thing, he, for him, it would be a literary agent and those are all mostly out of L.A. It's not the same kind mm-hmm. of agent that you and I would have, oh. uh, Lester. Okay. Um, but, you know, agents are for people who want to hire him. He's really doing his own work. Mm-hmm. So at this moment, it's not, he's able to do that on his own. So he doesn't really have to. I don't
3: know. You
2: know, I mean, but things, he's things open will to come
3: it. at the time that has to right. come. I'm, I'm in a hurry. I'm trying to mm. build fans, and let's see what happens. Right.
0: Right. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I love that, Diego. Well, thank you so much for being here on out on the front line slash the highlight reel. It's been a pleasure.
3: Thank you for having us.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank Bye. you so much.
3: Bye.
2: Bye, Oliver.